You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. With me today are my good friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. Hello. Hello. <laughs> From the Kindred Spirits Canine Education Center in Vista, California. Lots of our topics have been on safety. In previous podcasts, we've talked about disaster preparedness for your dog. We've talked about puppy proofing your house and your backyard. Safety seems to be an important thing with us. <laughs> Today we're going to talk about your dog in the car. We can talk about dogs in the street another time, yeah. being threatened by cars, but let's talk about your dog in the car, or your truck, or your van, or your SUV, because there's a lot of safety issues there. So hold on, listen to our sponsors for just a second, we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world, we'll be right back after a short pause. Well. Four to be exact. Pick up something unique at a Bone to Pick dog boutique. A Bone to Pick has cool hip fashions for big and small dogs that will have their tails wagging in style. Cat products too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Check out our eco-friendly pet products and gifts for humans too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Get your pet's mouth watering monthly with our Gourmet Treat of the Month Club. And join a Bone to Pick's free birthday club for your puppy. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Pick up something special for your best friend at a bone to pick. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Get 10% off with coupon code PETLIFE. Pets are part of the family, and when traveling with your dog, there's only one magazine to include when packing your doggy's duffel bag, and that's Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each bi-monthly issue includes hotel, city and state reviews, and doggy destinations to explore with your furry companion. Fido Friendly magazine can be found at Borders, Barnes & Noble, PetSmart, Pet Boutiques, and Fido Friendly hotels nationwide. Or you can go online to subscribe at www.fidofriendly.com. So get traveling with your pet today and leave no dog behind. And remember, Fido Friendly's the only magazine dedicated to the travel lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. New York, the glitz, the glamour, the exciting Muttropolis, the sparkling kitty city that never sleeps. Join us each week for Pets in the City. 
with your host, Diane West. Celebrity pet sightings, hot events, and news and reviews with the hottest movers, shakers, and tail waggers in New York. So take a bite out of the Big Apple with Pets in the City every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz. With me today are Petra and Kate. And there's a particular reason why we're talking about safety in the car. I had a really unfortunate experience. Horrible. This horrible experience this last week. A car, two cars ahead of me on a state highway, not a huge freeway, but a, a four-lane state highway, had a teenage girl in the passenger seat with her dog on her lap. Looked like a Sheltie, Sheltie mix. Cute little dog when I saw it fly out the passenger window. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether the dog jumped or lost his balance. The car didn't swerve. I didn't see that. But anyway, the dog went out the passenger window, and the poor unfortunate man in the lane to the right of us hit the dog. The benefit to the dog was he didn't suffer. It happened right away. But the gentleman in the car to the right of us had a dog in his car, obviously a dog lover. He was angry, upset. The teenage owner of the dog was hysterical. Mom was trying to blame the gentleman in the car who hit the dog. Mm. I took my big, huge white van, turned it diagonal across two lanes, turned the flashers on, and said, whoa, that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) I said, he didn't have a chance. I saw the whole thing. He couldn't swerve anywhere. But the downfall is the dog was on the girl's lap. The window was open. The dog went out. The dog is now dead. And everybody concerned is upset. So there's a lot of problems with that. And yet we want to take our dogs with us places and go and do things. So keeping them safe in the car. Um, actually, even before you get in and out of the car, that's one of my our pet peeves, mine especially, is seeing somebody pull into a parking lot open the door and there goes dog flying boy and how many Mm -hmm. times have we had that happen yeah Um, i had it here yeah it shows you don't have to because i mean you had your incident on the freeway as well but your dog stayed in the car exactly door open so it can be done so teaching them to wait before they get in the car not just the signal of you opening the door fly in but wait when you uh, give them a command to get in the car when you open the car when you're at some place they have to wait and be given permission to get out once their leash is on. If you even want them to get out. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes the answer is no, as I tell my dog. Yeah, you may have to open the door for something, you know, like, I don't know, clean out trash in the back seat or whatever, you know. Sure. You leave it open, turn around, dump it, turn around, your dog is still sitting there waiting. Yes, ideally. Yep, yep. All doors, front doors, back doors to your house, but also the car door. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's another barrier. And if you have your have. dog in a truck, you know. <laughs> like me, I mean, still there. If I have my dogs jump in before I tie them down, just because I turn my back doesn't mean you jump back out or yeah. anything. So yeah. we see that as well. Too many times. Dog flying out of the back. Yep. 
Yep. Well, there's a lot of different ways to keep your dog safe. I have to admit that I had, before this accident, I had gotten a little sloppy and allowed my dogs to ride. It's a confession. No, no, no. <laughs> True confessions. Right down the stage. <laughs> but I went home afterwards, put the crates back in the back of my van, tied them down to the hooks yep. in the back of the van, and the dogs are back to riding in the crate. Crates can work particularly well. We've sure used them before when we travel. It's nice to have a secure spot for the dog mm -hmm. where should you break suddenly or swerve or the load shift, yeah. <laughs> the dog yeah. is not going to be squashed. <laughs> and, yep, that's from experience. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're traveling with the dog, then the crate can go in the motel room with you. But even in just in daily day riding around, the dog in a crate gives the dog a safe place. And to keep them safe, if you should happen to slam on the brakes, not even get into an accident, just slam onto the brakes, yeah. do you want 45 to over 100 pounds of dog flying through the air? Well, that's what happened again. I mean, I think it was a week prior to your incident that you witnessed. One of our students came in and was so terrified and shook up. That's what she did. She hit the brakes to avoid something. Her dog was in the passenger seat. Yep. It was an Aussie. Windows rolled down and she went flying. She goes, before I knew it, my dog is standing there in front of me on the street looking at me like, how did I get here? And me thinking, how did it get there? Yeah. You know? And she was, luckily nothing happened to the dog and the dog little was fine. Bruised. Yeah, a little bruised, but That's she was it. okay. Yeah, she was yeah. very, very lucky. But it was restrained or in a crate. And boy, wouldn't she happened. have felt horrible if she'd not been able to stop in time and hit her own dog. Oh my gosh, yeah. 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 That would have been horribly yeah. traumatic. And say somebody does pull out in front of you, you slam on the brakes, you're just about to avoid them, and then here comes 65 pounds of dog from the back seat into your front seat, mm -hmm. into your lap, into mm -hmm. your steering wheel. Or into the, da uh, into the, the dash, dash or the windshield. Through the windshield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, another one is uh, putting barriers. They have the, God, Radia barriers. I know I used to have an SUV and had the uh, metal barrier. Mm-hmm. Look like right. a metal crate kind of thing. Which right. doesn't stop your dog from perhaps getting bruised up, but it does stop them from interfering with you safely exactly. handling your vehicle. And it'll keep exactly. the dog from hitting the dashboard or the windshield. or It'll slow down his travel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully exactly. there's not too much momentum to damage him. <laughs> Let's talk about the different kinds of crates, too, though. Got your I, airline plastic I put crate. the wire crates in this time. We've used the plastic ones before. But two of my dogs are susceptible to heat. They just, Riker and Archer both just yeah. pant a lot. They get warm very easily. So I put wire crates in that have more ventilation. Mm -hmm. And then because mm -hmm. I often carry loads in my van, the, re the reason why I have a big van, these fold down and they collapse. And Which they take nice. up a lot right. less room and they collapse very easily. So a couple of clip, 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 boom, they're down. Yeah. And then I can load stuff in there. Then the other one is the um, airline type crate, the plastic ones, and I know those are great. Well, I think I'm with you. I'd rather have a wire one if it's in a vehicle, but outside, if, like, if you have a pickup truck, sure, it's a little those, more protection. Yep, those work great. There's still obviously plenty of ventilation, a little more safe, mm -hmm. enough shade for them. Mm -hmm. So the back of pickup trucks, those work. And wonderful. Paul and I did that for years when we had our pickup. Yeah, we had I the crates picked it in up the from back. you guys, and we did yeah. it for a long time. Yeah. Statistically, the uh, plastic airline crates are the safest, mm -hmm. and then the wire, and then the cloth collapsible ones are... I consider those a purse <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or a bag. Yeah. I don't yeah. like to put them in with crates because 
they aren't really any protection. None. They may keep the dog in one spot when the dog is still, but it's not going to stop the dog from flying through the air. And, boy, we've heard the stories of dogs chewing through them, too. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, uh, And then if the worst happens and you do have an accident, okay, you're trapped. Uh, there were, EMTs are working on you. Um, a crate where they can get to your dog and lift them out and put right. them safely aside mm-hmm. right. without mm-hmm. worrying about getting bit because your dog's upset. Right. Um, or your dog trying to protect you because you might yep. be hurt. Or getting loose and running around on the freeway right. and getting squashed. So yeah. It is a great, yes. great idea. Some other things that uh, have been marketed very heavily, seatbelt harnesses. A lot of people downsizing their cars, what with the price of gas and all. Yeah, exactly. May not have room for a crate in their car. Nope. To me, those are second choice. No no offense to the manufacturers. Yeah. But um, we have heard of people come to class whose dogs have chewed through them. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, their investment in the, in the setup is gone, plus the dog is now loose. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would prefer the crates first, but that's certainly an alternative. I have to admit, I do use, I have a harness for both my dogs, um, and they're appropriate size, that I use in the MGB because my little project car is under restoration. It has no roof. <laughs> no roof and you at can't all. fit a crate in that I can't fit a crate in the MG. <laughs> well, you could put a luggage rack on the back and then mount the crate. <laughs> And put a yeah. Rottweiler in it. Yeah, yeah, that'll get me seen yeah, around town. Yeah, the, the Roddy crate would be uh, bigger than the car. <laughs> so they have part of it, and that part of it is so they don't jump out. Part of it is so they don't get thrown out. Sure. Um, and it's this, it's as much measure of safety as I can give them when riding in that vehicle. Sure, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Years and years ago, in a galaxy far, far away, Paul and I had one of those little... Um, Volkswagen, what do you call them, Maxis? The little plastic fiberglass things with the roll bar, the Baja bugs. Oh, like a dune buggy bug. (laughs) Dune buggy bug. Right. We had one. It was bright lime green with chrome roll bars, and that was when we had the two German Shepherds. And Paul and I would sit up front, and the two German Shepherds on the elevated back seat behind us. (laughs) And boy, those dogs loved it. We probably caused more accidents because we were sitting in the low front seats and could hardly be seen, and here's two German, German shepherds. <laughs> and they were both big German Funny. shepherds, over 100 pounds. And you know they're whispering, faster, faster. Faster, yes. <laughs> faster, faster, must go faster. Anyway, this was before the uh, commercial seatbelt hookups, so I took two harnesses, fastened each dog to the roll bar, uh-huh. and cross-tied them. Dogs weren't going anywhere. They loved it. But that gave me a feeling of safety for the dogs. And it was great fun. So just like your MTB. (laughs) I have to confess, too. My previous cockapoo used to ride on my motorcycle with me. Was he seatbelted? There was no seatbelt. No. All he could do was slip between cords. No, I did take, because Liz's husband teaches a motorcycle safety class. Uh So I did go through the motorcycle safety class with my dog. Oh, very good. Okay. So I, what I bungeed was a carpet to the gas tank. Ah, uh, so he didn't slide. And I taught mm-hmm. him to sit there and um, through, first I put him in my down vest. Everybody wore down vests in the 70s. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and then just You admitted the year. I just said a galaxy <laughs> far, far away. <laughs> 
And he learned to sit up there even when I was going through turns, even when I went to lay the bike down. Oh. He would learn to just step off of it and wait for me. Eh, come on, get it back up. Let's See, go they don't again. teach that anymore. They No, they don't. No, they don't oh. want you to lay it down because too many people ended up under cars. Oh. So now they teach now you evade. Evade. Yes, evade. If you lay it down, you flunk. If you evade, her cockapoo would have gone flying. <laughs> Whee! <laughs> and well, like something you say, else to evade. <laughs> <laughs> That's what reminded me is because he did fine. We never had any problems, never had any. But I'm sure we caused accidents behind us as people went by going, Look, Apple, it's a dog riding on that bike. Because <laughs> uh, I did like to put a checkered scarf on him. My father was a pilot. And I was worried about bugs in his eyes. So I would use human swim goggles uh-huh. and make him wear those. <laughs> I tried getting a windshield for the motorcycle. He hated it. He would lean off the bike to get the wind oh. in his ear. So I took that off and put goggles on him. So, oh, yeah. dear. Oh, anyway, dear. <laughs> these are not recommended methods of transport, but we're confessing today. <laughs> confessions at doggy dog world <laughs> well at least i was safe with my dogs all the time uh, right <laughs> we won't go there all right and for the, oh, for the smaller dogs the well actually seats. you know i was thinking the harnesses that um i've seen people when they put their dogs in the back of the truck just tied to their collar or buckle wish, collar or, or their, chain choke, choke chain. chain yes seen a dog hang on the side yes like it sir. just happened you're waving to the guy going your dog and he's like what you idiot, yeah. you know? Let's, let's tie a dog down, buy a choke chain, and then hope nothing happens. Yeah. 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 But I've seen, because I've actually used the harnesses, nice fitting harness, and then put them to the back where they couldn't reach over the side. Cross-tied. And that's cross-tied. What, yeah, cross-tied is what Liz mentioned earlier. Yes. Explain cross-tying. Cross-tying basically is making sure the dog is in a specific spot by using a tie to each side. So you're giving him very limited freedom of movement. If you tie a dog with one leash to one spot, unless that leash is only six inches long, which is, again, not advisable, he's got a lot of freedom of movement. But if you cross tie him, you put two leashes on or two tie downs or whatever you're going to use that gives the dog a little bit of movement, but he's very limited movement. One of the other things we've done, this is... One of the husbands, I'm not sure which one. Anyway, nature has had three. <laughs> True confessions. Um, a chain from one side, like with the um, near the back of the cab, mm-hmm. and a chain across. And the dogs would get with a harness on that chain with a swivel, so they couldn't go anywhere. Mm. But the chain was bolted to the vehicle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they right. bolted that, and then they were fine. They knew exactly this is their spot. They don't, don't move. And, and it was just enough where they could lay down, but they couldn't go to the side. They couldn't put their feet over. I mean, they were, sure. they were very safe. And that's one of the keys with cross-tying is that they can't get to the side and fall. You know, if, if they can get their neck over, then the rest of the body can get swung out, and then they're hanging by their neck. Right. Exactly. Right. So right. keep them back from the sides. Right. Right. Well, there's one other method of uh, confining the dog in the car that's let let's talk about real quick it's obviously limited to particular size of dogs since you have an itty bitty one go for it <laughs> <laughs> little dog boosters booster yeah. seats this reminds me about boxing you put your dog in it and you can harness it to the box but there well, are all sorts there's very, all kinds there's there yeah a lot of them look look nice I, you know i guess i would 
maybe in the winter time they'd be nice. To me, it'd be too warm. I mean, with a palm with a coat, mm. I could see a little chihuahua or something that doesn't have much of a coat. But they just seem too confined and well, warm. Well, I think the theory with some of the the doggy travel seats is to lift the dog up a little bit so they can see out the window. But see, if you have a tundra and you have the center console, you can hook it up just right. <laughs> can see right out. Petra <laughs> loves her truck. <laughs> well, and it depends. The, I was looking at um, Katie's today. Katie's a little tiny cockapoo. Um, it actually fits into the seatbelt system of the car. Yeah. So the, the booster seat is held in place. And then there is a separate harness attached to the bo- booster seat right. that goes right. on the dog. Mm-hmm. So it keeps her in place. And she was happy. She's quite used to it. Jumps in, settles down. And they do get... Side feel safe because mm-hmm. they are in a smaller it's like area half I mean, a it's crate. Very nice. yeah it's, yeah basically it's, it's like half a crate and it, i think it's a good idea yeah yeah they come on off all different real kinds real fancy sure sure yeah. you can find them any those dog catalog supply things on the internet yeah. all the time all right well we need to take a break for our sponsors so hold on we've got a lot more to talk about when we get back sit stay it's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Does your dog have problems walking with its back legs? If so, your dog is one of 58 million dogs that suffer with problems with its rear leg. Problems such as spinal myelopathy, arthritis, and hip dysplasia. Bottoms Up Leash helps your dog walk. It's a rear support harness that has won numerous awards, such as Dog Fancy's Editor's Choice Award, as product of the year, and it's been featured on CBS and Good Morning America. Visit the website www.seniorpetsupplies.com. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Here's the story of a lovely lady... Who is bringing up three very lovely gulls? Join us every week on Wings and Things and get a bird's eye view of everything there is to know about pet birds and how to make your frequent flyer a happy camper. Wings and Things. That's the way we became the birdie bunch. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. 
This is your host, Liz Palaika, with my good friends, Peter Burke and Kate Abbott. Today we're talking about safety, dog safety in the car. First half of the show, we talked about how to keep your dog safe in the car in one spot. <laughs> whether restraints. restraints, whether it be crates or barriers or seat belts or travel seats, but just ways to keep your dog safe in the car and restrained. But there's a lot of other things that relate to dog safety. Motion sickness. <laughs> what? We hear that all the time. <laughs> the basset. <laughs> yeah. I got the call from the people. How do we cure this? I mean, a basset with motion sickness. Projectile. A, yeah, projectile vomiting. Oh, <laughs> not a fun trip in the car. <laughs> of course, they waited till their second trip while they were already on the road to call. But we also got a clue as to what was going on there, too. Apparently... The husband likes to drive and get there, gosh darn it, and goes many hours without the dog getting a chance to get out, walk around, take a break, go potty, get a drink. And and they were going through mountains. They were going through mountains. I'm sure the dog had a full bladder, was thirsty, <laughs> was tired, was cramped, got stressed, and it turned his tummy. Yeah. Exactly. And so now he's It wasn't mine. Yeah, no kidding. He associates riding in the car with throwing up. Sure. So they're going to have to start all over again and acclimatize him to the car and make it fun again. Shorter and trips. Shorter trips, just maybe down the driveway and back initially. Um, sometimes that's really all it takes is if you do have a dog that has car sick or motion sickness, little trips mm-hmm. and start increasing it little by little. I think, what was it, your, oh, Bashir was a puppy. Oh, I remember oh. that little trip. Yeah, on the way home from the breeder, puked in Petra's lap. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And the breeder had given, <laughs> apparently the breeder was afraid I wasn't going to feed the poor puppy. Uh. She gave him a huge breakfast. I mean, his brother Logan might be a pain, mm-hmm. but he never got car sick. <laughs> like, thanks, Bashir. I've been christened by a Well, you know what? He never did it again, so apparently your, re- it. your reaction... <laughs> He never did it again. Oh, my great. Petra going, bah! (laughs) (laughs) Poor puppy. But then again, What happened to poor me? No. He knows that poor puppy. You you didn't get any sympathy when I picked up the goose and it pooped all over me on Saturdays. That was funny. Yeah. Uh, See? There. But there's a few other things that can help car sickness. Um, The Bach Flower Remedy, Rescue Remedy. They also make one specifically for motion sickness, I believe, although I don't remember the name of it. Ginger, peppermint are both very good. You can put those in the dog's water prior to him uh, uh, going for a car ride. And And keep in mind that just like people, some dogs are more susceptible to it. Sure. Sometimes putting them in the crate with maybe a a light sheet over it or something so they actually can't see the world going by at 70 miles an hour. Or, excuse me, 55. Opening a window so the dog gets some air yeah. on the on the crate. Yes. The kind of stuff that you would do for a person with mm-hmm. motion yeah. sickness. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about the dog going in and out of the car. I've got a dog with hip dysplasia. You've got one with a bad back. Jumping into, especially those of us who have vans or trucks, SUVs, high vehicles, can be a problem. Ramps are certainly one way to help the dog in and out. Yeah, I've still got my ramp in the back, mm-hmm. although... My girl doesn't need it right now, but it's nice. Knock on wood. There. Yeah. 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 Riker yeah. does pretty good, uh, except when he's tired. When he's tired, I let him in the side of the van, which has the extra step. 
mm-hmm. and he does there. I had read about a couple different step hookups, one of which hooks up to your... Uh, oh, your hitch? Yeah, your hitch. Oh, it swings <laughs> out. Yeah. Swing There's one called the auto, auto step. Mm-hmm. Auto, O-T-T-O. I believe it's named after a dog, I'm assuming. Uh, it hooks to the hitch, and it swings out, and the dog can climb up that way. I have not seen one in use, and I figured if I, if I see one or if they have sent me a sample. <laughs> Warning, broad hitch just occurred. Are you paying attention? Petra, you have the hitch. We'll have you give it a try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you try it out. Um, but there's a variety of different steps and ramps, and I think what's important is if a dog does have a disability of some kind, let's not make the poor guy climb or jump the whole Height. Jumping out was even worse for my girl with her, um, when she had bone arth- bone cancer, and for now, my girl with the bad back. I don't want well, her jumping out and putting that stress on that. On the shoulders, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different alternatives there. Keeping the dog comfortable in inside, outside of the crate. I think you're the only one I know of that had a water bed in your truck. It's yeah, called the right. canine cooler, and, and it's absolutely wonderful. If anyone has ever slept on a waterbed that didn't, that the heater wasn't working, you know how cold it is. So that's the idea. It's a thin piece of foam between to, uh, have sandwiched in a heavy-duty plastic, and you buy it, take it home, add some water. Now you guys are giggling, but I remember <laughs> yes, the time funny. it leaked. <laughs> yeah. That was an oh. early version. Her her truck was going potty in the parking lot. <laughs> no, it was pee. It was pee. Oh, look. This is true. But it, it was also six or seven years old by that time. Anyway, got another one. So on warm days, um, I noticed Gene and Walter will get back there and lay on it. It acts like a heat sink. Sure. Of course, they laugh at me because the back of my pickup, I've got a shell on it, and then I put a false bottom. Um, you have to have a shell because it's full up to the top of the <laughs> bed of the pickup. And if somebody needs something, they always ask me. And amazingly you enough, I have, have it. it. Yeah. From kites to water beds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm a pack rat. But then they come to me when they want something. <laughs> something else that's important is uh, that a lot of people probably don't think about is screens or, or guards for the windows. Because uh, I have a shell with the slide open windows with screens, um, fortunately, while stopped one time, I noticed my friend's germ, uh, Irish Setter go right through the screen. Oh. Like it wasn't even there. Like I say, fortunately, we were stopped. That's when I decided that wasn't enough to keep the dogs in. So I rem- just got, got rid of the screens and I used the wire mesh shelving that you would normally put up in your closet to organize. Oh, right. Which right. I have in my closet. The okay. white vinyl mm-hmm. covered That's metal it. shelf. Mm-hmm. And it works great. So I hooked that up uh, d- d- vertically um, instead of the screens on the inside. Mm-hmm. So now I can open the windows without worrying about the dogs falling out. Or people sticking their, their hands, hands in. in. Yeah. How yeah. many times have we seen a window open and somebody reach in? Oh, nice doggy. Mm-hmm. Even the nicest doggy could protect his car. When I was doing some research on this subject, I found this uh, interesting product that I have yet to see, but it's a window screen for your passenger windows. Add it and remove it. It's got mesh on the inside, so it's more than a screen. Um, the dog can't fall out, but you can roll your window down, 
insert this screen and then roll it your window up enough to get tension. Ah, okay. And you can go down the road this way. Sure. Or leave on a... It's been said a million times, but we'll say it again. Never leave your dog alone in, in the vehicle on yes. a any hot, kind of warm day. Hot, warm, lukewarm day. Or cold. Oh. Your car can be an oven. Your car can be a refrigerator. Yeah. And especially dark vehicles, especially dark vehicles, yeah. they heat up. Now, I have a white van with a huge amount of airspace. And lots and lots of windows that open. And I will admit, if I park in the shade, it'll stay cool for a long time. But I also have battery-powered fans that mount in the windows. Yeah. That can bring a cross breeze in. Have one of them blowing out, one of them blowing in. And we can make sure there's air circulation in there. But even when we've traveled and we've parked in the shade Mm -hmm. and left the dogs in, we go back every few minutes and check on them. Because it doesn't take long at all. I mean, how many... Law enforcement dogs, if we heard, have died when the car's engine stalled and the air conditioning went out. Yeah, exactly. So Air conditioning goes out, but the windows are all up. Yeah, it doesn't take long at all. I actually, in the top of my camper shell in the back of my pickup, I put a solar-powered fan um, that I got at a boat supply. Oh, uh uh-huh. So that it can circulate. It's not cooling, but it keeps cooler air, it keeps the air circulating and moving. Sure. Well, that's what my window fans for the van do. One pushes air out, one brings air in, and they will run for 20 hours. They take 6D batteries, (laughs) and they will run on high for 20 hours. I tested them. Wow. (laughs) Nice to have. They are. They're very nice. And actually, should we mention, they were at Walmart. There you go. There you go. This is in no way an endorsement. However, they are available. In the camping supply and auto section. (laughs) Because I just, I love them. And they're in the van all the time. So they, mm-hmm. I, in case I need them. Well, the other thing I have in the false bottom I put in is a uh, travel bowl that can carry water without it splashing too much. And I always carry water. Mm-hmm. There's always water in my van, whether it be for people or for dogs. But uh, especially with, you know, how easy is it to carry water nowadays with bottled water? Oh, exactly. You know, you it's can get simple. a case of bottled water, put it in there. It's always there. And even if your dog doesn't need to replenish fluids, they need something cool to get on their tongue to help them do heat exchange when they're warm. But, Mm -hmm. you know, even with a solar fan and the grills on the side of the windows and and all of that, I will still look at the day and say, nope, it's too warm. You guys stay home. Yes. You still have to take as many precautions as you can, but still use common sense. Yep. Yep, exactly. And just one more thing in the cat world is not so much here in Sandy, well, maybe in the colder months, in areas where there is cold weather, colder than San Diego usually gets. <laughs> yeah, and we are really, we're pretty lucky. We're pretty lucky. <laughs> no, no, no. We're spoiled rotten. There yeah. Yeah, there and we true. love it. <laughs> we do yeah. sunshine talks. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember living back east and um, in cold weather, cats will, you come home with a nice warm engine, you go inside to your home. Outside cats say, oh, look, a nice warm Mm -hmm. spot to curl up for the night. They curl up. You come out in the morning to go to work. They're still curled up to sleep. Too many cats got their tails caught in the radiator fans. Fan blades. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The belt. 
or they're stuck there and panicked out of their mind because yeah. the car's running. Oh, we had that case not too long ago, a couple of years ago. Remember the kitten that rode all the way down from Orange County was stuck in the car going the whole way. Yeah, stressed out. Amazing, made it. Uh, yeah, but that so, kitten will probably never, never, ever voluntarily go in a car again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just an easy enough thing just to give a couple bangs on the hood as you start scraping the snow off your windshield and uh, putting your de-icer in the key lock. De-icer? Uh, de what's, what's, huh? <laughs> what's, what's that? What's that? season? <laughs> like, who wants to think about ice and snow? This, this is going to be on the internet for posterity. <laughs> On that note, we'll call okay. it quits. <laughs> All we want to do is is help keep you and your dog safe. So think about some of our hints. Perhaps they'll they'll work for you and your dog in your vehicle. I know every dog, every dog owner, every car is slightly different, but depending on what your routine is, take a listen to our hints and and just think about keeping your dog safe for us. So that's it. I'm Liz. I'm Pedro. Bye from Kate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. We'll see you next time. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.